Hello, welcome to Lonneke Talks USA. This is a new episode and I'm happy that you're tuning in. For the people watching, I'm a little bit tired today. I had a great day yesterday with Dirk, who's also here. He is also here. And Hello. my dog. We're going to talk about that as well. And um, yeah, for the people listening, I hope that I can make sense of it all because normally when I'm tired, I... Sometimes I'm, when I'm not tired, I can totally focus, know exactly what I'm talking about. But when I'm like this, I just need your help. So you have to help me in the chats for the people watching live um, to comment and to share your thoughts. That way we can make this a nice live stream together. That's why I like doing this because sometimes I tell you something that you didn't know. And sometimes you help me or you tell me things that I learned from. That's what we're doing this together. That's the real together. Um, yeah, the COVID relief bill has been passed. I That's the title of this live stream. And there is a lot to be said because, of course, now the Democrats, they have the House, the Senate, and President Biden. So whatever they want usually is can be passed uh, pretty easily. But they have put so many things in this package that is not even to really, you know, helping the people that we need to discuss this. Like, what is in this bill? There's a lot that they call pork, things that have nothing to do with COVID relief. They put it in there. And maybe some things are related, but it's also because the people in charge didn't do a good job that... Now they have to be bailed out. Like in this package, I think it was $1.9 trillion. Also, America is broke, but okay, $1.9 trillion is going to, um, you know, be spent now. $350 billion is going to all the states and cities that need to be bailed out, like New York City. And of course, this is really helpful for me because I live here. And that means that everybody gets paid and every all the damage that has been done will be taken care of. A lot of money will go here to fix things. But I don't think it's fair because we've had the riots. We've had the mayor who did a bad job. We've had the governor who did a bad job. We'll talk about Cuomo in a little bit too. But we, what the thing is, is that they have, um, they have the, 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 yeah, they didn't do a good job. And that's why a lot of people suffered. And I think it would be more, it's more fair to, the fairest thing to do would be to just give all the money to the people. That would be the fairest thing. So they can then, um, you know, take care of their lives. Many people are struggling still. Businesses are going out of business. We don't get the $2,000. We get uh, $1,400. Everybody was, he said, Biden promised 2000 And maybe it's a minor thing. But to Americans, it's a big deal because he promised $2,000 and people are not getting $2,000. I wonder what you think of that. But there is a whole, you know, CNN was talking about it, um, exactly what is in the bill. And uh, you can go online, see exactly what is in the bill. But many things are unemployment assistance. Uh, they're going to help that. That's, that is actually helping the people. But aid to states and municipalities. So 
basically the states that are doing well that don't need aid because they did a good job like florida they're not getting extra money but all the states that didn't good do a good job they're getting all the money so it's a little you know it's a little double for me i know it's going to help me and the city financially the place i live in but you know i feel bad for the people that did a good job and took care of their own state that don't need this help there's going to be tax credits um optional paid sick and family leave i also read somewhere that uh, the people in government jobs they get uh, money to stay home what else yeah it's um a lot of things there's even money going to foreign countries oh health insurance for for uh, illegals is gonna be going up so we pay a thousand dollars a month yeah Okay, makes sense. Yeah, so we pay a lot of money for our health insurance, but people that cannot, that come, you know, the one that are not uh, under under the poverty level, but also people that are illegal, that's what I read, is they're going to also be helped. Because that's what the Democrats do. They want a lot of people to come to America and to, they want to take, you know, pay for everything for them. And this is also a problem because we have this border crisis that's going out of control and they don't even want to acknowledge there's a border crisis but the news says that it's already seven times worse than when president trump was in office because when you openly say that you don't want to enforce the strict immigration laws then you have a lot of people that are going to take advantage they want to come in and remember everybody was talking about president trump that he put all these kids in cages it was terrible apparently it's already doubled maybe even more kids in cages and they don't call it cages they call it like some closed off facilities or whatever but basically it's the same thing it's the same thing and um yeah the the so it's People feel like, am I crazy? Because the media was calling out Trump all the time about these kids, these children that are coming in unaccompanied. There's no uh, adult with them. Or maybe they're being um, child trafficked, which happens a lot, that they come in with people that are not their parents or they come in by themselves. And that's why Trump said we want to keep as many people out because we it's bad for children that they're being abused like this and used to get into America. Because many people that have children, they have more chance of, you know, children always have an extra um, thing that they have more chance to, to be able to stay in America. And child trafficking is a bad thing. But under people like, okay, so Biden and all these things are happening now. And why is the media not calling it out like with President Trump? And it's already much worse. What's going on? So I want to hear what you think. But um, yeah, it's a lot of things that they were all upset about the past four years. You don't hear them anymore. They're just happy Trump is out of office because he sent mean tweets. But the policies... The things that he did that made America better. Now it's getting worse. Things are getting worse. And you don't hear them anymore. They want to continue their lives. It's like, what is it? Cognitive dissonance? Is that what they call it? They don't want to think about it, deal with it anymore. No, but they, they also try to make it right that, no, last time it wasn't about kids in cages. It was about 
them being in cages for a long time because the border patrol didn't keep good records, so they couldn't reunite them with the family, and therefore they were in cages very long. But now they're in cages for only a little bit, and we have good records. So if, if you keep good records, you can put people wherever, apparently. That's the difference. Yeah, so in America, it's not, not much outrage about the things that they were outraged about with President Trump. And um, yeah, things are being signed into law because they are in a majority and this is not the end. They also signed into law this bill for more background checks for gun owners. Um, yeah, we can expect a lot of things, a lot of bills being signed because that's just, if you have the majority of everything, you can basically get push everything through um, so these years are going to be very tough and people are looking now forward to 2022, even though they hope that by then the um, election rules are more clear and more that, that it's a safe, you know, I don't even want to talk about it, but you know, they're hoping for the best for 2022. And that's when a lot of senators are up for election and the whole house, the 435 seats are up for election again. They, they change every two years. So yeah, we many Americans feel like we have to just get through this, but they do feel it. In the meantime, they feel what's going on that it's hitting them in their own wallet. For instance, we went upstate yesterday it was really nice. I will tell you about that in a little bit, but the, the the gas prices have gone up a lot already. And that means I have to pay more for my gas. But every American, and maybe it's a few, like a dollar no, it's per fi- gallon. It's 50 cents per gallon. So for us, that the ones where we went was 50 cents per gallon. But this means for a lot of people, a lot of extra expenses. And that $1,400 that I might get is not going to cut it. So they feel a little... Yeah, okay, what's going on? It's, yeah, but those are the little things that Americans feel. They also feel that there's inflation, that prices of products are going up, food prices and stuff. So we'll hear more about that. The only thing that is in the news a lot is for some reason, after all these years of hailing him and all these celebrities that had, um, they even had a name for it. They were Cuomo sexual or something, meaning they were in love with Cuomo, with Governor Cuomo. Um, Because he was a hero in their eyes. He won an Emmy for his reports on his uh, actions in New York State. And he was on TV every day. I told you that as well, that I could appreciate that. He gave us information but he had this nursing home scandal. But it's not the nursing home scandal that's getting him all the headlines. It's the sexual allegations that every day we hear more. Even his ex-wife came out with something. And it's like all about sexual allegations. And to me, I think it should really... It's, it's weird to me that this all comes out now. Because he's been in office for lo- so long. He's been in politics for a while. And now it's this nursing home scandal, but it's kind of like it's covering the nursing home scandal. Like we don't want to look into it, even though other states also have the same nursing home scandal where they, like I, uh, I read Governor Whitmer, she also sends elderly people, patients that were recovering from this uh, virus back to nursing homes, which then made the virus spread and many people died. And also... 
I think that Cuomo was one of the ones that should said to everybody, we need to listen to women when they come out. So I, either he didn't realize that he did it himself or he was just uh, unaware or he was aware and he still used it because it was politically the right thing to do. But it's even the Democrats that are going after Cuomo and I don't get it. Some say it has to do with that they're trying to avoid these other governors to, you know, get um, pulled into this this nursing home scandal. Or but why? Yeah. Why is it worse to be to to commit sexual misconduct than to kill or indirectly kill thousands of people because of political gain? Yeah, it's uh, 15,000 people that uh, they now think that died in the nursing homes, maybe because of this uh, executive order. But it's not about what is worse, what's, but it's just a weird timing that this comes out now. All these women come forward now, even though he's been a governor for so long, is right at the moment when he has this nursing home scandal. And they don't, they all talk about let's, uh, he, that he should resign, but they can also impeach him. Another story is that people say they want to go after Cuomo because they're going after President Trump and he's the only one. The governor can, um, they're going after President Trump because every state, you have the federal government, you have state governments and the states, they want to go after President Trump because of whatever they're going to um, prosecute him for. Something with his businesses, organizations. Some say that maybe it has to do that he can um, pardon him. And that if there's no governor, then nobody can pardon Trump. I don't know. I just think it's weird that the Democrats are going after them, their own people. And that Cuomo was always the one up front. You know, women, women should be heard. And all these, all these men that always are in the camera telling you that every, every woman should be heard. Um, this is a whole different topic I want to discuss at some point. Because this is a big issue in our society that... We have all these sexual allegations of people. It's really been coming up. And it, there's does it have to do with that it really happened? Or does it have to do with that perception has changed? That now people feel like, okay, what happened back then was not okay. Is it maybe that the whole society has changed? That they put in place a different meaning of what is... Uh, consent and what is not but this is something we can discuss later because um i think that that's there's a lot to be talked about and it's not about you should look at every situation individually we should develop a consent app and that way you can first touch phones before you touch each other <laughs> Derek, you're the one the genius with web development so i let you do that if you think that that uh, maybe is a good idea you know but uh, i i don't know how to do that because um, now they want you to sign a form, I believe, in certain places. They want you to sign a form for consent. But it can also be that maybe people felt a certain way at that moment, but then later on they feel dirty or it didn't lead to what they were hoping it to, would lead to. Or maybe they had a trauma and then now they just feel more open to talk about it. So there's a lot of ways to look at it and there's... I don't think there's one right way. It's just also uh, a difference in society. But I think we should talk about it sometime more because I think it's a big, important topic, especially with the change in our society that uh, rules are being changed on every level. It's not only the cancel culture 
that we cancel everybody. Now they want to cancel Cuomo for um, these allegations, not even for the nursing home, like actual mis, you know, um, mismanagement, but misconduct. But it has changed. The society has changed. I see a lot of people commenting and say, I see a lot of people talking. I see one person talking about, I heard Candace Owens might be running. Well, I can tell you that she has her own new show called Candace. It's on the Daily Wire. And I think it's a Candace show on Instagram. You can follow her. So she's first starting to become the new Oprah. And about Oprah, we're also going to talk about Oprah this week because she was in the news with... But wait, wait, you were talking about canceling people. Yeah. Did you also notice that the left is using the whole cancel culture thing as a cover-up for left, what is it, uh, misconduct basically, like Ellen DeGeneres, because she is now a victim of cancel culture. What? She was a bitch to people, and that's why she got cancelled. No other reason. Yeah, okay, so do you say that sometimes cancel culture is just about because you don't like an opinion? And then Jimmy Fallon is on the cancelled list. Jimmy Fallon, why? What did he do? You tell me. Okay, so you found a website where they're going to talk about people that are being canceled. It's um, These are all people that I don't even know why they're being canceled. It's basically cancel culture is really the people that go after other people because of their opinion. And it doesn't, if you're being canceled because of misconduct, that is not cancel culture. That is just a consequence. And they also, people want to talk about consequence culture when it's that they don't like someone's opinion. Um, it's a very difficult, there's a lot of layers. And what I always say is that with all the issues going on in society, the left has studied it in detail and they have come up with an answer to everything, a word for everything. So whenever you, who didn't, a person that didn't know anything about it, wasn't involved, want to respond in a natural way, they already have the answer. We saw this with Black Lives Matter. When people say all lives matter, they right away say it's a standard answer. Then you are not letting the black people, you are submissing or dismissing their um, feelings. So that's actually hurtful to the Black Lives Matter movement if you say all lives matter. And that way trying to shut you down and not talk so you don't know what to say because it's a logical thing to say all lives matter, right? Um, and before they start these things, they think about this in groups of people, like what, how, what do you answer to this person? What do you do this? This is a whole organization. This is also the me too. All these movements, they are organized. They talk to each other. They discuss topics. They tell you how to respond if a certain question or response comes up and it's not, most of it is not natural, but I think you should just stay with yourself if you you know and don't be affected don't feel affected if you say something that's a natural response and they are outraged about that too because they all think about it too much they study this is for them this is a whole study i'm sure that there's even there can be schools to to uh, learn how to uh, do cancel studies 
Yes. Gender studies, to, cancel studies. Yeah. How to do it the right way, how to respond, how to do be an activist. And um, yeah, it's uh, and there's also the double standards for them and for others. But it's interesting that even Mayor de Blasio is now telling Cuomo to leave, but they can impeach him. I wonder if they're going to do that, but Cuomo says, I'm not leaving. I'm continuing my work. And I'm not leaving for this. So I don't know what is going on there, but you will hear more. There's even people talking now about running against him for next election. But first, I think we're getting a new mayor. That's the nice thing about America. If everything is being done fair and square, we can vote or we Americans can vote for, you know, the people in office. And that's what I like about America. That's why I loved living here is to see that everybody can have a say in who is the mayor from coming from a country that is not so democratic like the Netherlands where you cannot vote for your own mayor and it's very hard to you know the people in that have the important jobs you like the prime minister you cannot vote for that person so whatever has been going on at least the chance of trying to you know have your voice be heard and be involved i think that's what americans have and it's i think it's a beautiful thing the other thing is president trump we haven't heard much about him he's been golfing he's been taking care of himself and think he's planning a lot of things what he does now is send out these press releases and these comments it's a little bit like longer twitter f- forms he shares them with all the platforms. Everybody wants to, uh, you know, it, it's, it has a big effect because everybody's reading them. You can find them on Gab. Gab is collecting all these statements on the Donald Trump uh, um, uh, profile. So he's not there actively on there, but all his information is posted on there. So in the future, I hope he will be actively on there. And uh, the last thing is that they saw him in Mar- at Mar-a-Lago and he basically... Um, came in and uh, during a fundraiser of Lara Trump, his daughter-in-law, she was fundraiser for Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And they're trying to get enough money to get these dogs from China, all these meat festivals. You've probably heard of them. Is Uh, it called Yulin Festival? Yeah, and some other places. These dogs are being butchered for meat, and it's a lot of times very cruel. I know a dog myself that has been saved from China and then adopted here in a loving family but they do really crazy things like they they cut off the cords the vocal cords of the dogs so they cannot bark so a lot of dogs are traumatized but many people in america they they beat them up because that makes the meat more tender i don't according to them yes that's what they say but of course that's all crazy stuff so they need to be saved and uh so they go to a lot of families that I know there's a lot of dogs in shelters and sometimes these families cannot find a dog that matches their family and the the, the character of these dogs that come from China, they match them. So I'm happy to see that that is also Americans are trying to help a lot of dogs around the world to find loving homes. So she was doing that and then he came in and he even said that she's running for Senate, kind of uh, giving the 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 first, uh, the you know... Uh, uncovering the secret because people were talking about is Lara Trump going to go after the seat of uh, Bill Burr of was it North Carolina or South Carolina now I forgot which where he was from but yeah so she might run and uh, he's also telling other people that are not rhinos to run 
She is endorsing some. He's also telling the RNC not to use his likeness. They say we can use your likeness because you're the president. Uh, you know, you're President Trump. But he's like, I don't want you to use my picture, my image. I think either just before Obama got president or yeah. just after, they uh, the pictures of the president used to be common good. But I think there's a law now or a rule that they are not common good anymore. There are certain there's a certain selection of pictures that you can use, but you can not just use everything anymore. So that changed. So he can, I think he can claim uh, to not use those pictures anymore. Maybe only the, what is it, the official uh, presidential portrait, and that's it. Yeah, but he says that they're using it for fundraising, but I don't want it to be used for fundraising for rhinos and people that didn't support me. Um, so he's going to actively campaign against those people that uh, ruined him. I think Lara Trump would be a great addition. I've followed her a lot over the past years. I think she would be great in office. She also does a lot for rescue dogs, which I think is important. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And the Trump people, the people that were with President Trump, they have a hard time finding a new job. Because many people feel like, oh, it's, they don't want to touch it. They don't want to touch them. They they think that they're, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, what's the English saying for that? They are good, something I forgot. I'm tired, sorry. Um, that they are just, you know, with the, they, they are um, toxic now because they come from the Trump administration. And one of, the people that were in uh, Trump's health team was Dr. Burks, but she's now working apparently with an air purifying company, which I think is great because in America, in New York, what I see is that people are actually spending money and time to make sure that areas are more ventilated and that they have these UV lights in room, rooms to clean out and disinfect rooms. People here are very creative. They're going further than what the CDC guidelines are, what the government is saying. They're trying to find ways to make their places healthier. Um, I've been to my dentist. Uh, they have all these purifying HEPA filters everywhere. They're really taking care of everything clean and stuff. So I feel very safe there. So in general, I think it's good for, you know, to go the extra step. And uh, I'm interesting to see what she's going to do. But it, I definitely think there's a market for it. So uh, thanks, Vivo Damaged Goods. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> damaged goods. Yes, some Trump people are damaged goods. But I think it's just a temporary low. I always tell people when they feel low or they have a low moment in their lives, and the same with Trump, this is not the end. And he said that himself. It's just a little dull moment, a lull in time. And it's just calming it's like this right now and he's preparing his next step which maybe i hope i think will be a bigger high in the future and sometimes you need to in a when you fight a war against you know america's kind of in a war because people are attacking the values of america you cannot just win all the battles you sometimes lose a battle but it's about winning the whole war so it's many people are waking up that's a good thing we all see who are the real rhinos, the people that are not with Trump in that case. Sometimes you need to see who your enemies are. This is also what Trump always says. 
And you need to then look forward to, okay, so we're waking up. All these other groups, they are organized. They talk to each other about how to deal with certain situations, what answers to give. They're activists. And the other side wasn't doing that. So now everybody on that side is doing it. They're more involved with politics. They're more involved with their local communities. This is a good thing. Many people became too comfortable with America, that it was pretty great. And yeah, they didn't really fight for it. And I think everybody has to always fight for their freedom and for the rights. It's not a given. If you are becoming complacent, you don't fight for your own rights, people are going to take advantage of it. And that is what is going on. In the meantime, we see that uh, a lot of yeah, I'm not as interested in Hollywood anymore, but it gets into the regular news networks as well. We see that there are some um, shows that were on TV, but then they're virtual, like the Golden Globes. And it's not as fun. The, the, the Or NFL and the viewership is down like so low because in a way... People used it at to, for entertainment and they were interested, but now there's so much more going on. They m- Many people just tune out. They don't want to deal with it. But during this pandemic and everything going on, we also had this Harry and Meghan um, interview with Oprah in a beautiful setting in one of the most the nicest areas of America, Montecito. That's where they have a house now, Harry and Meghan, or I think the interviews at Meghan and Harry. And they spoke to Oprah for many hours. It was all over the news. And it's interesting to see what the difference is between Americans, how they look at it, and the English people. I don't know how you feel about it, but it's something to be addre- to address because this really has to do with perception and with information and what the media can do to change the narrative or change the story or make you feel good about someone or not. This is what they did against Trump. And what Oprah is doing now is making Harry and Meghan look very, you know, positive and favorable. But the English people, they don't really get it. They don't like it. They hear a lot of lies and their uh, popularity has dropped a lot in the UK. But in America, people that don't know, they haven't followed them. Well, a little secret this was my little thing that I, I've the past years I followed them a lot because I noticed some fo- some red flags, and I saw some things that I was like, I predicted f- years ago before they even got married that this would happen that they would eventually probably go to Oprah and talk about how bad life was at the Royals. So it being played out for me predicting this was like. I wish it didn't happen, of course, but it's just, yeah, I, I sometimes have a good sixth sense for people and things. And I just noticed a few things that I was like, this is what's going to happen. They're going to be the victim and yeah, I feel bad for her. But Dirk just showed a website on the Daily Mail. They do a lot of, um, I, I like this website because they basically always gather all the information from all different places. And then you can do other research yourself, but they, they have so many. Um, so basically they're already saying the inconvenient truth that a lot of things might, maybe they have a different experience and uh, then what they say the facts are. 
I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know. I just noticed her behavior and Harry's behavior over the years. Um, and then now they want to become American royalty and they have a Netflix deal and they have uh, a beautiful house. I love that area. Santa Barbara and Montecito, beautiful, very expensive. Only the rich can live there. But it's a little, you know, the timing of this is not only because his grandfather, Prince Philip, is, has been battling uh, his health for a while or an illness for a while. He's not doing well and he's 99 years old. And it's also the pandemic. So everybody's struggling right now. Everybody has mental issues. Everybody's having a hard time. And to talk in a very expensive dress to people and expensive suit, whatever area I live and with Oprah, who's also a billionaire, it's many people are just, you know, got to them in the wrong way. It was not like they were like, this is not right. And it they just, they just portrayed them. They, it looks like they, they think they are so extremely important. Yeah. And that's with all the celebrities these days, yeah, or, or a they, lot of them. A lot of them. And the people that I find interesting are the ones that are probably not a celebrity, celebrity, but they talk about real issues. So it's interesting that the people in UK, they, they really don't like it at all. Lowest popularity ever. Um, they're not popular anymore. And in America, you see people like, oh, yeah, it's good that, sh that they left and he saved her. And that's exactly what the media does. This is what Oprah does. This is probably also why she was invited to the wedding, even though they barely knew each other beforehand. That's what they say. Um, her family was not invited, all these things. But it's like I saw for me, just my opinion was I saw this uh, this movie play out. This the, 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 the Everything was being set the right way for this result, for this interview. And they, I think sh she's hoping to be a voice and be successful. And um, I don't know what Harry's going to do in America because it's, I don't know what he's going to do. They say they have a new foundation, so we have to see. Of course, I wish them well, but it's just what they say and the timing and it just uh, cut people the wrong way. And, um, yeah, I, someone says that she's going for president. She probably has these high hopes, but I don't think they're, she's not going, they're probably trying to make her that, but if you do research and you followed it from the beginning, you know, it's, uh, but this is what the media does. This is what the media can do. They can make you, even though the story doesn't back up the claims or, you follow the person from beginning to end, the media can make you hate or love someone. They did that with President Trump. So in the meantime, while I was following this Harry and Meghan story, I was also following Trump from the beginning to end. And with Trump, they hated him. So the media started made everybody hate them. And with Harry and Meghan, American, with Oprah, they're going to make everybody love them. So it's up to you what you think. And that was in the news because we need to also, there's other issues with Pre Prince Andrew and that nobody talks about, which also should be talked about. But sometimes things are in the media it's for you to divert attention from something else. So always think that why is this in the news? What are we missing? 
And I see also someone saying they have a $100 million Netflix deal. Not, not many people have that. Some people even cancel their Netflix when they saw that. There are some people that have very deep feelings about this. For me, it's just funny that what I predicted came out. I, I would prefer a series about uh, this Prince Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll probably hear more about that. But, you know... Um, Jilan, she's still in jail and she's still going through all of that. I don't think we've heard the whole story, so I hope one day we will. But they have all these things, there's all these things in the news trying to, you know, divert your attention. And what they are diverting the attention from is the issues that America is facing right now and also everything's becoming more expensive and it will be more expensive because... The climate, Paris Climate Accord has been, uh, Biden wants to rejoin them. Same in Europe, all these countries are forced to be involved with the climate deal. But there was also something else that's going on, right? The pandemic and all these things make life different. But then I was thinking before I prepared this video, I was thinking, what is the situation in China and Africa? Other countries, the virus is, has spread all over the world. Why don't we hear from those countries? What are they doing? What are the measures? Are people coming together? Um, I feel like the information from other countries is we lack the information from other countries. We don't know how they're doing. What's the story? Or are they doing pretty okay? And it's just Europe and America so strict with all the measures. If you know that, let me know. But that is what is on my mind. It's like, what's the rest of the world doing in this time? Because now you see, for instance, the Netherlands, they have pushed all these new laws in place that are very much against human rights. We see that certain states in America, they believe everything and they have been very strict. You have to wear a mask. You have to, you know, do all these tests. And other places they don't, and they're doing pretty okay. Like what I always been saying, Florida and other places like South Dakota. Um, everybody is doing a different thing and everybody has different ways how people deal with it. It's uh, keep your eyes open on what's happening in the world regarding that. So... New York City has now, everybody's out, everybody's done. I just, Dirk, you spoke to someone that said everybody in the Hamptons, where all the rich people fled to, they are done with this, with the Hampton living. It was nice for a little while, beautiful house, beautiful, but it's boring. They all want to come back to New York, which is great for, you know, value of my property, but um you see that already on the streets that people have been restaurants can now be on 50 percent capacity inside but they have been much busier some of them and outside it's very busy it is a very interesting you know the summer the, these days have been the nicest day so far springtime it seems to be here and um i think that yeah new york city is going to be pretty I think that we're going to have a nice summer. Everybody's just done with everything. Everybody's coming back, which probably gives us a harder time finding a parking spot. So I've been telling Dirk also, like, we really should have enjoyed this time of quiet moments in New York that we could easily park our car and 
traffic just driving up to upstate was so easy or even uh, uptown. So I hope tomorrow I feel a little bit more better in the morning. So I'm going to do another Lonneke tours New York City. Let me know if you send us super chats. We might be able to check that out. If you have a specific area you want me to go to. Also, if you have another question or you just want to support me, super chat is the way to go. And also PayPal. And I want to thank everybody that's been doing that. And Amazon wishlist. Oh, yeah. I had an interesting question that I want to look at. Yeah. He asked how the states are doing that opened up. So far, it seems everything is a little So more we have fluent. our statistics from Google. Yeah. And everybody knows Google doesn't lie. Google <laughs> is always right. And they are not biased. So here goes Google. Florida is still going down. New York is leveling out. So I don't know if that's good or not, but it should be going down a bit more, I would say. The weather is also getting better here. Everybody is out. Everybody. The 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 surprising thing I was walking Bain this morning, and the surprising thing is that if uh, people walk up to each other, they 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 are wearing a mask, and then they see somebody they recognize, and the first thing they do <laughs> is pull their mask down and start talking, like completely the opposite. Yeah, I think people are starting to become a little in New York City more calm, but. We'll talk also about when we went upstate. It was a little different there. Yeah. It was interesting. But, but let's look at Texas because Texas yeah. is also still going down. Yeah. So New York is closed, sort of. Yeah. And it's it's leveling out. Florida is open and it's down. Texas is open and it's down. Yeah. Now you tell me. I think it's also seasonal and it's also where a lot of people are come together. I think the weather has, there's more involved than just locking down people. And I think in the end, um, you know it yourself, Derek, masks sometimes work, but you have been now getting your second bacterial infection because of a mask. So yeah, it's, it's, we, I just want to tell you a little bit about my trip yesterday. So my patrons on Patreon, I have a few of them. I thank you so much. It makes me want to continue doing this. More people join me there, but also you get more information on things. So I post a picture on Instagram, like I had a great day and on my Patreon. And I, I know some people don't want to, some people want to use Patreon. Other people want something else. I'm also looking at other options for the people that don't want to do Patreon. Um, but uh, you get, if you support me with a monthly, um, uh, level tier, you get some extra information. I told you exactly where I was going. So my patrons or patrons that are watching, they know where we went yesterday and we just, Dirk needed, he had been working so much. We've had a lot of stressful things. We'll tell you more in the future about that, but we wanted to just go out and we had a few options. When you're just outside of New York City, there's a lot of things you can do. And we decided to drive up to uh, see more historic sites and visit Woodstock. So, you remember Woodstock? We went to visit Kingston first. So, we drove up New York City. We went to stop at Peekskill, which is an hour away. I love this little village. And we just walked Bain. Then we took the bridge over to the other side of the Hudson River. And then... Oh, Dirk is showing. Okay. This goes from central Manhattan. 
so so we are downtown so it's a little longer drive but this gives a good view of what it is yeah so then we drove to Peekskill and then we went to Beacon and then we went left Beacon is also very artistic my favorite museum is there and then we took the bridge and we went to Newburgh, which used to be very rich area. But it's now the murder capital of New York State. Yeah, but beautiful houses. I, I think in a few years, if people, if everybody buys cheap houses there and start renovating, it's on the left side, you see a lot of historic old buildings, brick buildings, because it used to be a very rich area. And the train that used to go there would also... I believe, who else lived there in that area all in Newburgh? What was it? Edison? Who was it, Dirk? Remember? Huh? Yeah, I think Edison lived there. Yeah. Like, oh, and, and famous architects. But basically, people didn't... New York was sort of a harbor city, so people didn't want to live here. Yeah, so then they all went to other cities that were beautiful, but then deteriorated over years, and it's really sad to see, but it's beautiful. If you drive through it, it's beautiful building so we went to can you go up a little more yeah we actually went through Marlboro so we didn't take the the red the red path but we took the one oh yeah next to we it. went and there's a lot of vineyards so a lot of wine there and then we went to um we drove up and then we stopped at Kingston and then downtown which is called Rondout and Rondout seems sounds like a little Dutch so I was always like oh, okay Rondout Rondout and then we went to uh we walked around a little bit the, and we will show you a little bit it has a nice promenade you can take tours there it has some historic things and then we drove to Woodstock which you all know from the big festival and this was a really nice little hippie village. And I really enjoyed it. It's a few hours from New York. And it was very peaceful. And it was a beautiful day. It was the first nice warm day. The sun was setting. It was like a perfect day. And I love it that every time we do something spontaneous, we almost never... Uh, we just in the morning said, let's drive there. Uh, we almost never plan. And every time we do something spontaneous, it becomes like a really nice day. So I always encourage people to just do things, go on, go with the flow. And we were not like, oh, we need to be here at this time. We didn't make reservation at a restaurant. We just went there. We went to Woodstock. We walked around. We enjoyed it. It probably is a place where it's very busy in the summer. And we saw some old Dutch things. In Kingston, we saw that uh, was the oldest. It's the first capital of New York State. So there's some historic things to it. There's also uh, some things that are Dutch there. We'll tell you more and I will show you more. And Woodstock, also there was a Dutch church. And then we also went to Socrates because someone recommended it to us to as a place to live. It was also a nice time, but that by that time, the sun was going down. The sun goes down at like six. Tomorrow, I think we have this weekend or whenever we have uh, daylight savings time, then we have an hour extra. And then, but there was, yesterday was um, getting dark and there were so many beautiful, colorful houses. I love it when they, so it was a really nice trip to see this other side of the Hudson River because everybody always goes to the other side, to the right side where Manhattan is. Um, but not never to the left. And if you have a car, you can drive all there. But Dirk also has some pictures. While I recognize Mark for your generous gift, your um, super chat. Hi, Lanneke. This amount should cover three gallons of gas. You're right. <laughs> I look forward to your Lanneke tour tomorrow, and you're doing a great job. Thanks so much. 
I also have a little video. Like I'm, sh I didn't really film nicely yesterday. I hope I can make a little compilation with everything I filmed. As you can see, I'm shaking, whatever. Um, because I didn't prepare. I just wanted to go take a nice day out. But then I was like, I'll film a little bit. So this is a little promenade. And then, um, you know, probably in the summer, there's a bus standing there. So I think there is some tourism, maybe. A um, lot of historic things there. They were I think there's a lot of tourism there, actually. Yes. And there was a film being filmed there. I think it was like in the 60s or 70s. So we're trying to figure out what movie it was. There was a big production going on in some areas. This downtown area is called Rondout. And it is beautiful old houses that were all renovated. I really enjoyed it. So we go can go to the next. Um, yes, New York City used to be Dutch. And then we gave it up to the British. So it was first called New Amsterdam. But they kind of... Uh, colonized it, they, they discovered it, they made it, uh, you know, the, we also the Dutch had the first, um, what is it called? The um, Wall Street. What is it? The Muur. No, Wall Street. Wall St what is Wall Street? The, what, financial uh, the, the area. Financial stock market. Stock market. Okay. Thanks. Amsterdam had the first stock market. So that also they brought that to New York. It was started because of the... East Indian Company, they needed more money because I think the VOC was the most valuable company in history ever. So they needed more money to finance it. And that's why they started the stock market. And that's why we regular people are all being screwed now. We get one hour less, someone's telling me. And you are totally right. I'm tired, so that's why I'm so happy that you're pointing things out to me. The stock exchange is exactly what I was talking about. But the Dutch started a lot of things here. I know that Andrew Yang wants to run for mayor, and he's even asking people to change and make a new design for the flag. Apparently, there's some Dutch heritage in the New York City flag, and he wants to change it. He was like, when I think of immigrants in New York City, I don't think of the Dutch. And I was like, I'm Dutch. I live in New York City. I don't feel like recognized. Everything in New York is still Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, a lot of names. A lot of names. And also, I walked up to this this uh, place and it says... Uh, That's actually really stupid of him to say. Because yeah. then he clearly doesn't know anything. That's he isn't what most people under completely this tweet, disinterested. A lot of people under that tweet of his... Um, said you don't know history you need to embrace history you don't know history and even people that i was that don't are not dutch they just feel like it's part of the heritage so, so he literally thinks that americans pick names for streets and parts of new york that they cannot even properly pronounce yeah like uh stuyvesant holland tunnel yeah all dutch exactly some people are saying a lot of things are dutch but then i walked up to this uh this um this thing here and it said mogen vrede heersen op aarde and that's a dutch saying it's basically about we want peace on earth which i'm all for it was nice to see some dutch little things there also there's some bridge in new york and i see like a windmill that's on the side there's a lot of dutch things so that's the good things i like about you know the feelings heritage that the, we can do it all we're you know, we can make everything prosperous and do business. And the Dutch, the Dutch went everywhere when nobody else dared to go. That's how I feel. 
Uh, it was nice to see. So definitely if you ever want to go and rent a car and just go up. I think also these vineyards, um, I think there's probably some tours there as well. There was a lot of, I didn't know there were the vineyards in uh, uh, wineries in upstate New York, but apparently there are. I don't drink wine, but for ones that do drink wine. So after Kingston, we just, you know, we have to walk Bain. So we make sure we do enough stops um, and we... First one, Peekskill, we got a nice juice. What I noticed is they had contact tracing. If you were staying in the place, uh, you had to write down where, you, where you're where you from and your number so they can call you if something comes up. Everybody's really strict. All these villages upstate were more strict even than I feel the people in New York are. So then we No, went- there was a huge division between the the the, what is it, sort of the political background of a town. Yes. Yeah. So the very blue towns. Yeah. They, they were, were even more strict than New York. You, yeah. You, the, the, in, in Kingston, they had signs out that you had to wear a mask in, in public, everywhere in public. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And outside. So, yeah. Outside. And they also, in New York City, they all have indoor dining again, but these places in Woodstock didn't do that. Many of them didn't do that. They all had like takeout. Um, so we chose a restaurant where we could sit down and it outside. was outside and it was a vegan restaurant, but we also walked the town a little bit. Maybe you can show that video where I saw, they also have these ridiculous signs that if you read it, you first think it's just some heritage, something to historic side you want to read. But here it said, if you can pause for a second on this side stood a local market. Can you go back? I possible? cannot control the video. Oh well, anyway, it says something like, "On this location was a local market, and because you buy all this stupid stuff from China, um, this market is gone." Something like that. It said. So it was funny. Um, I will make a nice new video of Lonica tours upstate New York, and then you can read it and stop. It was funny. Oh, but we should definitely go back there. It was beautiful. Yeah, we'll go back, and we'll I'll film better. I'm Kingston just was like. Little San Francisco, the way the houses were set up. Yeah, it was pretty. The town was a little bit crappy. The the what is it? The shopping street. Yeah. The, the historic district was beautiful, and the houses were beautiful. People were super nice. A lot of diversity. It was great. Yeah, and this is an old Dutch church. Dutch. Um, I think. Uh, I, do I zoom in? Oh, what do you and doing? I discovered how to control oh, the video. Okay. It says on this side stood a local market bankrupted by the monopolistic make it cheaper in China anti-union big box store where you shop. So basically the person that's reading it is being attacked. Why do you shop at these shops? Because but there were a lot of hippies there still yeah. with what is it, those those white pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoga and stuff. Yeah. So if you, uh, you know, I like, uh, I always feel comfortable wherever I am. If people are nice, doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, what they call hippies or hillbillies, doesn't matter. Um, it's all about also how you act. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm just myself. And I really felt good about, okay, I really did a crappy job with <laughs> filming. So I will try to make some uh, nicer cuts but this was the garden cafe where we went for vegan dinner was nice a little new york prices but i think it was worth it to end the day no woodstock was it's beautiful but it's way overpriced for an upstate city yeah village 
And Bane was enjoying the sun. And um, yeah, Dirk and I enjoyed some quality time. We always try to, you know, go with the flow in life. I think that's the best way to do. When you have some time off, take advantage, do something fun. Don't force yourself because every time you do something that you uh, are really planning, it never ends up being great or as great as you hoped. Then when you just are a little relaxed and just like, oh, let's take a car drive somewhere. Oh, let's stop here, walk the dog. So many times with we have a dog, it's great because you just go out, you, you stop somewhere because the dog has to be walked and you discover a new part of town. Um, we always try and to And people find are instantly nice because yeah. they think that you live there. So everybody says hello. Everybody does a little small talk. It's, it's yeah. super nice. And I think um, people want to go very far to that was the thing the further the farthest you go traveling with a plane so far away that is probably better and in the in the netherlands we have this thing that you only have had a good time on vacation if you came back tent they always ask you um yeah how was your vacation yeah i got really dark like they really got really tanned and i really like just take you know sleeping in my own bed and then just driving somewhere and just visiting a new place because wherever you live in the world nearby, there's so many communities that you have never discovered. I also have this video that I still have to post of a few months ago that we went to uh, Corona park, which is because you know, the virus it's funny, but there's a park and it's between the two airports and I will, I'm promised I will upload it, but it's just, everybody was having a great time and they were all, it was a different community and you hear different music, but it's, it's an old area where they had the world fair back in the day, I think twice. And it was just so nice to just get into this and to feel the, these, these people, how they live their lives and they're enjoying their weekend but you don't have to drive far. You don't have to walk far. That's why I like New York City. If I walk five minutes, we're in Chinatown. You feel like you're in China. I don't have to travel to China. I can be in Chinatown here. Little Italy. We have um, Tribeca. We have all these areas that I can easily walk to. Lower East Side. It's all different. All different people. We have Stuyvesantine, which you like. You have the... the the East River parks where people do the barbecues every summer and they all come together. It's all different communities. So you don't have to go, you don't have to plan a vacation and pay a lot of money and then it has to be nice. You can also just go to flow and just go to a different area in your town or in your uh, neighborhood or in your state. And New York state is pretty big. So I have so many more villages to discover and also fresh air. Yeah, I, but I know that um, I was really totally exhausted after this day because there was a lot of new impressions. And I think people that are suffering from a, some kind of health um, problem, they probably recognize it that um, you always have to manage your health. And with me, that's, you know, stress-related, autoimmune-related. So at night, when there's a lot of impressions, a lot of energy spent, I'm starting to get a headache, and then I already know the next day uh, I'm tired like I am today. And this morning, basically how I wake up, it's like 
everything is stiff and it hurts. So I have to take time then to wake up and start moving my joints again. And after a few hours, it's getting better. And usually by the end of the day, I feel a little better, but then it's the end of the day and you have to. So I already know that if I have one great day, then the next day is probably not as great, but you know, you have to give and take in life. It can all, cannot be always perfect, but I like to make memories and that's, uh, you have to manage your life in a way that you still have to work. You still have to do your things. We also have to explore new things. And I, yeah, that's just what I've been doing. What Dirk and I have been doing. Did you enjoy it, Dirk? Of course. What was your favorite part? Uh, the houses in Kingston. That it was so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, also Woodstock. I don't know. Everything was just... Re- it, 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 it was really surprising. Everybody always talks beep about uh, the left side of the river. But yeah, for some reason, I really like the left side of the river. Yeah, because everybody wants to just be close to New York. And the train, basically, the for the, the commuter train is on the other side of the river, on the right side of the river. So the other side doesn't have this commuter train, so not much access to New York City. So it's harder to get to the city. You always have to cross the bridge, cost money. So um, it's you're more isolated there. But other people like it, and that's why you have a community like Woodstock do really well. The, the right side feels more as an extension of New York, and yeah. the left side feels more as America. But it also is more in mountains. Like when we were sitting there, there was all these mountains around us. It was a nice. Uh, it was a nice, yeah, nice day. So what else do I have on my list? Um, yeah, the Netherlands, my home uh, country, or not home country meaning home country where I was born because my home country now is America. But yeah, I was born in, in the Netherlands and I'm still eligible to vote there. So I voted and I hope it gets there in time. I have to che- see my tracking to see if it arrived. But otherwise I couldn't, I had to do with tracking, otherwise track and trace because otherwise it wouldn't be in time. But we have the elections coming up next week. Officially, it's the 17, but they have three days before or two days before some people can already vote. And mail-in ballots. Remember what happened in America with the mail-in ballots? There are they are happening in the Netherlands, and people are questioning it as well. And we have very weird things happen in uh, the Netherlands. A lot of leaders feel like they're going to win anyway. They don't do much campaigning, not in the streets. Others are doing a lot of campaigning on the streets. One of them is Thierry Baudet of Forum for Democracy. Smaller party had two seats, but now it looks like they're going to explode and do really well. He um, had to go to the police station because he was shaking people's hands. I don't know if you saw it in the American news, but he was uh, they're going to prosecute him because he shook people's hands and he hugged people. And with all the COVID measures, with the six feet difference, or in, in the Netherlands it's five feet, that is not allowed. But the funny thing is the police never has time for rape victims or uh, burglaries, robberies, never has time, but... This guy, because he's a politician, of course, and that they don't agree with, they feel like they have to enforce the rules. And But they said, yeah, it depends if people jumped on him 
or if he did it himself on purpose. This is a natural human thing, giving people shaking hands. If both people are consenting to it, I don't see a problem. This is too much government um, influence if that is the case, that that is becoming illegal. You also see that some pol police officers are starting to realize that they don't want to be enforcing this government's rules. But um, yeah, it's uh, Prime Minister Rutte. Some say that he's doing really well, even though under his Twitter account, you see only negative response. Nobody in the Netherlands really likes him. So it would be very interesting to see if he wins or if Kaag wins, because she's from another party, D66. And they, we have a lot of parties this year. We have 37 parties that are um, trying to take part in this. And we had about 13 parties or 14 parties in the parliament that were sharing 150 seats. So we have to see what is going to happen and what coalition is going to happen. But many people are worried it's going to be the same thing again, even though everything that happened in the Netherlands, they really did a bad job. And uh, yeah, someone says, just like Joe Biden did in the campaign, it kind of feels the same in the Netherlands. So I'm hoping always for the best and fair elections, but yeah. And uh, I don't know. It is uh, it's uh, hard. Thanks for that uh, comment. Simple. The way Lonneke looks at their couple goals. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we just make the best of it. I think that's what people have too many. You know, you just have to live your life in peace and harmony, and try to uh, live together. And you. Sometimes have arguments and sometimes you don't. But this you is just, on camera. You know that, right? Yeah, you just, you just, yeah. So I'm saying like you're trying to make the best of it. I think we do a great job on at, at that. We With we, all the shit we had to go through, we're doing a, a little more than a great job, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so too. So, and, and uh, it's been a very hard years, but the experience we got from it, we're going to share with you guys. When you support us and you watch our video, you share our video, you like, you become a patron, you get more inside info. I also have my tips at Lonica for people that have stories or information so I can make this better. And tips at Lonica.com. That's the email address. And yeah, I just appreciate all of you also for, for always uh, being here and sweet and generous and, we're going to, yeah, it's just that I feel a lot of people are um, wanting too much and not wanting to put too much work into it. They want everything, but they don't want to work for it. And I always tell people, it's not easy. You have to work for things and you have to make things happen and you have to be positive. But if you just expect everything to go great and smooth and... That's not how life works. But if you do put a lot of time and effort into it, like Dirk and I are very proud of the past seven, eight years that, you know, we went through it, we made it, and it gives you such a feeling of accomplishment that you cannot get if you would have gotten everything for free and easy. Like when life is difficult and you get through it, it's the the satisfaction afterwards is so much more valuable that's my experience that's how i feel and bane is a great addition i see aline you're saying that bane is cute i don't know where bane is he's probably sleeping he was tired too from yesterday i think he's in the bedroom he's sleeping but um 
I think that, uh, yeah, and tomorrow I'm also doing a Dutch live chat with people. I did a video about my, uh, how I explained every party in the Netherlands in the elections, how, what I thought of them. And then I made my top five. I already told people what, which party of the top five didn't make it. So I have a top four. There's four parties. One of them I voted for, but those four, I definitely give, um, um, yeah, I, I, I would uh, recommend people because I followed everything and I always try to talk about things or I say, I don't know much about it, but if I really talk about something, I have done my research and I've been following the past years. You've seen probably my video of 2017, where I also talk about the elections and the results. Um, so I followed four years, the election in the Netherlands, I followed four years everything polit political when it comes to Trump. So I feel like I have a good idea what really happened and what the media said and what has been going on. It's just, uh, you know, those are my interests. And um, besides Harry and Meghan, I haven't really followed anything Hollywood, but I was just, I just thought it was interesting, um, you know, to see if my prediction would come true. And it did. It was really funny. I see one person was like, haha, yeah, my fault that one party has been revealed. That's okay. If you send a super chat, you get all the extra benefits. So I felt like I had to do, uh, do that. But yeah, some people are like, whatever happens in the Netherlands, we'll probably get the same prime minister, Rota, who is basically giving the Netherlands away to Euro uh, EU, not Europe. Many people say Europe, but the EU is something different. It's a European Union. Some countries are not part of the European Union. And some, came, they were so happy to go and get out. It was um, Great Britain, the Brexit. They were lucky. Many people in the Netherlands are hoping for a Nexit. Like, go back to those old days that we just talked about. The VOC, the mentality, the Dutch mentality that they discovered America, uh, Amsterdam, New Amsterdam. Down, they went down the Hudson River. They, they you know, made this little, uh, they colonized like this area in Kingston. These old houses, this history. But I feel like I wish the Netherlands would go back to that. The golden ages where... And then take all the good. And if there was something bad, make it better. Um, but just the mentality. The mentality of, like, we, we're good enough. We can conquer the world. We're very smart. The Netherlands has a lot of technology right now. A lot of knowledge. They could do really well as a small hub of knowledge and power. But, you know, they want to give everything for free to other people. And that's a lot of people want... Uh, someone saying, yes, Sigrid Kaag, uh, yeah, she's been really pushed forward in the Netherlands as a woman, a female president, a prime minister, or minister, prime president. Um, yeah, it's either, yeah, they, so I know, I have a feeling it's going to be either Rutte or he, then he will give it up to Kaag. Or Kaag will win for some reason. They also talk about that the election, that the people are going to, check the election is part of the party is someone that has been doing work for the party of Kaag, this woman. And she came, she's married to a Palestinian. She just was placed there from outside. She became a minister. Nobody ever voted for her. But I told people, how is it possible that she still, if she wouldn't win, she would just sit in the parliament like a normal uh, member. I don't see that happening. She would only do this if there was something like a big job available. So, and 
yeah, it's but they're not popular at all. It's the same as with Biden. People voted for Biden because they didn't want Trump. But it's not like there is love for them, like there is for Baudet and even Geert Wilders. Um, but you also see smaller parts like Party of the Animals. They have a lot of love for the people. Uh, maybe even Denk. There's some parties that have politicians that the people that support them really love. But it's definitely not these people that are placed there, that are from outside. They suddenly pop up. Um, it's the same as in America. And I think in the end, because everybody's more aware, the popular people that have the love from the people in the end, maybe not now, but in the end will win. Because the people have the real power. It's just the moment they have to realize they have the power. And, uh, but most people are still sitting in front of the TV and just repeating what the TV tells them. Yeah, that's why we don't have any. Um, oh, but there, there, it, in Holland, this, what, what's happening in Holland is literally the same as what happened here in in the U.S. Yeah, they're demonizing the the basically at the moment the opposition parties. Yeah, and everybody that they don't like is all of a sudden a racist or a Nazi or whatever, and and. It, it's just not true. It's complete BS. They fabricate stuff. They they uh, they think it's the same as with Coca Cola. As long the more you repeat it, the more it, people remember it. It's uh, I don't know who's that stupid, but it it's so transparent. This this election, it's just ridiculous. I think that what I noticed is many people that always thought that we were a little like. We always predict something or say something's happening. And then because it happens all the time that we were right, especially Dirk, he's very good with, um, I just predicted Harry and Meghan. Dirk basically predicts whatever happens in the whole economy and everything um, and with health and everything that decisions. Um, no, I sometimes am right too with the COVID and stuff. Uh, it's just that I... Sometimes we talk to people and they're like, what are you talking about? But then a year later, they're like, oh my God, you're right. And we need more people like that, 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 that see what's happening. They just say, you know, you don't believe me right now, but you will see in a little bit that it's going to happen. And what is strange now is that in Europe, you really see that they're forcing the COVID passports and you see that like in Israel, the vaccination. In America, you still see that, that it's all over the place. It's not like states that people are being forced something. Yeah, they want everybody to get the vaccine, but it's not like there is some talk like you have in, in New York, you have the Excelsior passport. It's an online app that are testing out with um, going to certain baseball games that you have to test or you have to show that you are, uh, you don't carry any um, illness with you or virus. It's called the Excelsior app because New York has under the license plate, it says now Excelsior, which is, uh, what is it? Greek or... Which is totally not true Latin anymore. for like conquer something. I don't know what it exactly means. Dirk can look it up. But we... Um, I still think whatever happens, whatever happens, always go vote because the more people vote... Superior quality. Okay. New York has superior quality with all the bailout from the government. And um, yeah, I think that uh, the... the, the, the um, ex so Excelsior, yeah, New York gets all the 
money now, but they, they are doing this test with this app to see that you can go to um, this event. But what they do in New York is more like New Yorkers, it doesn't feel forced. They're really good at making it look like it's voluntary. That if you just want to go to a game, you know, we're testing it out. It's just an option to open up. It's safety. You also, if you have to, you have to test if you need, want to do um, elective surgery or surgery. You have to get a test beforehand. It's also something that New York has uh, told people to do. Um, but it doesn't feel like in Europe where the people in government, they really feel like they're following a plan. It doesn't make sense what they say, especially in the Netherlands. I also see many people, you know, on Twitter, people send me- uh, videos of people protesting we don't have much protest going on when it comes to that we have um some areas like portland we have still some uh, issues there are protests pretty much every weekend still yeah but it about the lockdown i don't know what it's about it's the more about last the two weekends the, the the what is it the, at least the manhattan bridge was completely closed off was it like climate something or people whine about something yeah, at least every they can, day they do everything but also black lives matter sometimes still but at Antifa. least they still can do that here yeah so there's no police is telling you no which they do in analysis thank you vivo for your support lonica you should run for public office once you become a u.s citizen well we've been talking about yeah. that yesterday in the car even well, I'm very torn with everything that has been happening. I was totally going to, if President Trump was still in office, I would totally get my citizenship and then would give up my Dutch citizenship. But then I see now also how the Netherlands needs help. Um, I think if we would ever, ever go back to Holland, we would go into politics to clean up the house, basically. But yeah. here also, if you would be in a small town... yeah. Mayor Lonneke sounds good. I, I, but I do need to, when I'm awake and I feel great, I work my ass off, but I also need to take it easy sometimes. So they have to go with the flow. But I also think that what we notice now with the whole pandemic is that many people have become more um, functional and more um, productive with more time at home and some work better that way i work more when it's not there's no set hours it's just whenever a person feels okay you can work what do you want to say i see a whole discussion going on with uh mr prine and mr berend yeah but can we finish this yes yes so vivo to answer you really your question it's we go with the flow and we're Dirk and I now are legal immigrants of America and we're residents even. Yeah, we're residents, but we are in a, we were kind of a little like, okay, what? first of all, if I become American citizen, I have to give up my Dutch citizenship unless I married an American, then I could have kept both. This is a Dutch stupid rule. It has nothing to do with America. They just don't really support Dutch people that live abroad. A lot of Dutch people have this issue. Because a lot of people have two nationalities, two passports. It's easy. It's no problem. Uh, So for me, it's a big implication if I do that. That's why it's a big decision. But also, I like to just give my opinion on things and do research. Spend a lot of time of a lot lot of my time doing research. And sometimes people are 
uh, it's hard to be in charge. I acknowledge that. It's very hard. And there's so many people and things you have to take into account. And I really see the difference between a good mayor that is just supporting their people or it's people, her people, and the ones that do a bad job because they're always in the news because... When there's uproar and things don't go well, it's always in the news. So the mayors like the Blasio, they're always in the news. Um, those are not the good ones. And then the mayors that you don't really hear that much about, they probably take good care of their town or city. But politics is very hard. It's cutthroat. And I'm more about I'm I'm more of a journalist right now, I think, but not a journalist. I'm more opinion maker. I'm more of a researcher. I do research. I find a topic that I find interesting and I go back in what was said, what was done. I tell people, this is what has been said. This is what has been done. This is what's going on. This is the situation. And then I want you to make up your own opinion. I don't know what you call it. Maybe there should be a new, new name for it. It's just, I analyze the, the what's going on. So even though I think politics really make a difference in making people's lives uh, work better, I think everybody should find their niche and their passion in life. I like doing live streams with you guys and talk with you guys. Um, write books, write stories, go do research, find out what really happened, the truth. And I like just just uncovering the truth. Just so people know. What's going on? Yes, mayors are chosen in the U.S. And many people, even I could, I think if you're an immigrant, you can even run for office for uh, in the Congress. Um, for instance, Ilhan Omar. I think she's been in, New in America even less years than I have been here. And she's in the U.S. Congress. She's a, a Congress member. I think maybe you can even become a governor. Like... Um, he, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't born here, but he became a governor once he was chosen. Thanks, Suze, for your compliments. You're a good analyst. I'll try, I try to do my best. If you don't like it, you can say that too. I like discussions. Um, I don't think that anybody has the hundred percent truth in every matter. That's why we discuss to find common ground and how to move forward. I think the issues that are going around cover everything everybody it's not that's why i do these live streams sometimes in english sometimes in dutch because english this is a worldwide problem especially in the western world it's not only america it's a little bit different america and europe but they all want to do these things together and um there's a group that's just like these activists that i spoke about earlier in this live stream they plan things they organize things they talk to each other they discuss everything every answer every possible scenario and they always hope that the people are just going along with it the moment the people are not going along with it they have a problem so they try to make it sound the best and that's why in new york they do a really good job to getting the people to to um, do everything the government is uh, telling you to do and in the Netherlands, they don't really do a good job. So people are more upset because they see what they're doing. And um, yeah, it, um, that's just uh, about politics. I just like to analyze and follow what they do and what it does to people. I'm more interested in the social aspect of it, what it does to communities. I like to see what makes a community function. 
I think if I would have studied something when I was younger, I would have probably become an attorney um, or international business. I would study or an attorney, something like that. But then I became a model, so I couldn't go to university anymore. I tried psychology on a university one or two years just because I didn't know what to do. And I was interested in psychology, but then I realized I'm more interested in social sciences like what how can you make a community work well and it's about infrastructure and people behavior of people analyzing people's behavior how it affects people so i'm more interested for instance when we talk about harry and megan about not about megan not interested in megan or harry because they're their own people they can do whatever they want it's more about the media and the people how they react to them that's what inter interests me. So that's more social sciences, right? More like social behavior of groups and herds and sheep, as some say, or free thinkers, which I think I'm part of. And um, yeah, it's uh, someone saying psychology in the Netherlands is more about statistics and behavior. Well, I stopped it. I got my books in and then I had to read about what this um, famous... Uh, Freud, I had to learn what he thought of people. So it was not just, it was more like how they analyze people's behavior and what names they are for. And I was like, okay, that's just an opinion. No, but that's, they, they, they started, I did the same, but they started with uh, showing you the different streams within psychology. Yeah. Because in the end, it's all just an opinion of a person. Yeah, it's it's more, yeah, and I think everybody's an individual. You cannot just be like, they do the same with dogs. I also did some in, in uh, research on, I also made videos on that, on uh, dog, it sounds really weird, but racism within dogs, how they treat certain breeds different because of their breed than others, pit bulls in this uh, case. Um, so I did research and it's also like some people, they, they study so much, study so much. And then they look at a dog and they were like, okay, okay. So it's this breed. Then it probably has this behavior. That's a good little bridge into uh, what, what I wanted to say before. Yeah. Because there's a little argument going on between two people in the chat. Yeah. And that's actually something I wanted to get back on anyway, because somebody pointed out that one of the uh, guys running for for office in holland yeah. jerry baudet yeah that he once held a speech for a in front of a far-right organization yeah we watched it so a lot some people are uh, demonizing him over it because you shouldn't speak to a far-right organization so we watched the whole speech and he actually yeah. starts out with uh, saying that um he speaks for everybody that invites him it doesn't matter if it's far right, far left, whatever the hell is in between. He speaks uh, for everybody. And I do have to say that I completely agree with that. Because the moment you cut off communication, you also cannot learn about them anymore. And the person who said it is actually somebody who infiltrated in a far right organization. So he should actually know how important it is to keep, keep a free flow of communication. Yeah. Because then you learn about stuff. You learn how those people think. Uh, you learn what their motivation is. 
And that's also why we've been talking about that before, uh, banning books, also banning books from the uh, Second World War. That's the like demonizing that stuff. It's the stupid... Well, you can demonize it because it's just plain stupid what they did in the Second World War. But you shouldn't ban those books. People should read about it. People should also read about far-right and far-left organizations so you can start recognizing it. Yeah. Also in America. Everywhere. Because I think it's important that you learn about that stuff so you can make sure it doesn't happen again. Yes. And what I want... Because it's happening again. Yes, it is happening again. It's happening again. And that's the unfortunate thing. But I think I come from a place and you come from a place where we feel that most people can think for themselves. If you are coming from a place where you are worried that people are going to be influenced by stupid sayings, then I can understand that you feel like, yeah, you shouldn't go there because maybe he gets influenced by this far right. But you can also think the other way around, thinking that maybe Thierry can influence them in a positive way and maybe some people come more to the middle ground and the way the the reason i told you that it's a nice little bridge from from uh, a dog to this because our dog is also demonized it's a pit bull but as long as everybody keeps saying a pit bull is dangerous pit bulls are attack dogs they bite people the more crazy people are gonna get a pit bull if people start saying a chihuahua is very dangerous all those stupid people will walk around with a chihuahua within two years so stop talking about dogs like that because he is not dangerous he is not aggressive he doesn't do anything most most the thing is that just because some people um abuse these dogs because some people decided that they were they're actually very good at what they try to abuse them for or they use them for. They're very bad. That's why many dogs are always being, um, uh, I say that's left uh, abandoned and left by the side of the road or killed. They're being abused and it's, you have to look at the problem. And that's why I did research. And when you look at the statistics, when it comes to dogs and stuff, the, the, real situation the statistics the truth is totally opposite but it's the media it's the people that demonize people and it actually doesn't solve the problem of dog bites because if you demonize one the problem what they do now in the netherlands and also with trump is they tell trump is a racist and chair is a racist it's that the real racism is not being addressed and the real racism in the Netherlands right now is with these thousands of families that have been abused by the government uh, in the Toeslager affair, the, the subsidy affair, where they uh, were allowed to get credits and money for their children to get them to um, um, uh, kindergarten. But then they had to pay it all back. These people went through hell because they were allowed, they were allowed to keep that money, but the government said, no, you have to pay everything back. And they didn't have this money. So they went bankrupt, they lost their children, they lost their house, the relationship were over, and they just, and now they discovered that it's because of true racism. So if you are against racism in the Netherlands, you don't vote VVD, D66, CDA, Christian Union, all these ones that were in the coalition, the PVDA, all these, co- all these parties that were part of this problem. They're all part of the problem. But our prime minister doesn't care. They don't care. Because That's the to real finish racism. the story... If if people also in this chat keep saying 
PVV is, is far right and Nazi Nazi and Thierry Baudet is far right Nazi Nazi. The guy who's who, who's saying this, he infiltrated in 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 some kind of Nazi organization. He probably knows that those people are not the brightest stars in heaven. They are not, at least the, the ones that Eric Mautan interviewed here in the U.S. But there those are only are, a few. There are only a few. But it's they are not the smartest people around. It's a fact. Okay. So they are looking for a connection. They're not going to sit down and read an awful lot about uh, Trump or whatever, because here in the U.S. they do the same. It's like Trump is a racist, blah, blah, blah. They think, oh, hell, Trump is a racist. I'm going to support Trump. And so what you're saying is that just with the dogs, that people, because it's, it's hard to make sense of it. You're saying that with the dogs, for instance, when people keep saying that they're, they're are bad dogs, that bad people are actually going to use these dogs, get the problem bigger. If you keep saying a dog like that is aggressive, people who like aggressive dogs and people who want an aggressive dog are going to buy a pit bull. If you say a certain political party is racist, then the racist people they are automatically going to say, okay, I want to belong to, I'm going to vote on that party. So, but the, the scariest thing is that our uh, prime minister at the moment, he, he doesn't give a shit because he also wants those votes. He doesn't care who votes for him, even if it's racists or Nazis or whatever. He wants every single vote yeah, because he has been saying that he is in, he's a centrist party, but all of a sudden... Apparently, because of the screaming in the media, every pe people are thinking about maybe I should vote uh, on a party that's a little bit more right. Because everybody's screaming about it, bad news is also news. People are going to look into it. They're going to see that it isn't all that bad what they do. And if that's actually right, people no. think maybe maybe I am right. They are not right. The, why did... Uh, every time you, you interrupt, I, I lose my... Everybody is... I'm the only one that's not following, but I see the people in the chat yes. are following it. Okay. So I'm maybe tired. I should maybe I should actually mute your mic to, to, to be able to finish my story. So what our prime minister did, he said, we are actually... Everybody is talking about the PVV, that it's a right party. The PVV actually isn't a right party. It's a very left party. It's one of the most left parties out there. The VVD is actually the most right party out there. He said that. What the hell is wrong with him? So he literally doesn't give a shit about who votes for him. He, he says, wants every single vote. Even if he has to be a right-wing Nazi, he doesn't care. He wants every vote. So start thinking for yourself. A guy who does that, who calls himself centrist, who, who puts people away for racist and right-wing for years and years in a row, now says, I'm actually the most right-wing party out there. What's wrong with those people? Come on, wake up. Well, the thing is that he is, because he's the only one that's been... Um, convicted, convicted for racism. For racism, for institutional racism, because he wanted to get people from Somalia that were living in the Netherlands to get extra checked. This is, you can find this on the internet. I've shared this also with the Tuslagerfair. So if you actually, the people that vote VVD are the racists. They're the ones that that uh, that uh, that are okay with racism. But trust me, if if there the were facts, a lot of Nazis in America, you don't know how fast. Nancy Pelosi would be a Nazi. 
they want all those votes. It would be the exact same thing. There aren't that many people. So they push people in that direction because apparently, to a, according to a study, there are only 500 Nazis in, in the US. Yeah, there are Eric how many Mouthan, millions of people? The Dutch journalist found two. So he had to really find, you know, do a good job searching for them because they're very hard to find. So I don't think there's a lot of, because uh, they now say in America there's a lot of the domestic terrorism. They want to make everybody that votes Trump dom domestic terrorists, ev even though they're the most normal American families. What I'm trying to say is that look at the people that actually accuse other people of racism. Look at their own actions. They are usually the ones that are either condoning racism, real racism, that's really hurting people, or they are racist. It's always they reflect, deflect. They they say to others, I know it from my own, um, you know, there are some people with bad intentions. They accuse others of something that they do themselves. And this is, they continuously do it. And the, the easiest is to accuse others of sexual allegations. We saw that with Cuomo, uh, with racism, bigotry, um, xenophobe they but if you look at their actions and what they do they're actually the ones in the netherlands they have the term for people that don't that that said you know we're gonna get a covid fa uh, passport they said it last year they said oh they're whoppies they're crazy people but now they're the ones that actually were right and the other people that didn't believe it are actually the crazy people because they didn't believe it and it's the truth so uh, basically, the, the 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 whole the whole idea of this uh, story, why we wanted to say this, is that almost always when you do research and you see people accusing others of something, you have to look at their own actions and facts, and you find that they're actually committing what they accuse others of. And the problem is that they demonize other people with lies. That in the Netherlands in 2020. Uh, sorry, 2002, a politician was murdered because of it. And they're doing the same thing again in the Netherlands. And it's just, they always think that's such a great country, but a politician was killed and because he was demonized by other politicians. Killed, he was shot again. in broad daylight. Yeah, and it was it's happening again. They did it with Geert Wilders, who is, uh, they demonized him. He has to have protection for years. But if you look at his party and hit the way he votes and the party votes i followed them for four years now they're actually very social and even the prime minister rota said that they're um actually not far right extreme or whatever they're actually leftists because then it was convenient for him like Dirk said he now he said for people that want to vote right no i'm actually the most right wing even though what he actually said about wilders in this case was true that it's they're a more social, centrist, conservative party. And conservatism doesn't mean you are automatically right. It can also be left conservatism or right conservative or centrist conservatism. It's just that you want to keep what is good. You want to focus more on keeping what is good and be happy with what you have instead of wanting to change everything. But... They're doing it again, and they do it now with Chair Baudet, that they're going to um, take things out of context to, like they did with Trump, making it out like he said something terrible, even though he didn't. If you actually read the whole thing or what he said, it makes perfect sense for sane people. But most people don't take the time to read up on what actually was said. And this is how you demonize people. And even the best people this can happen to if you are going against establishment and the people that are... Um, don't want you in government.
So what I like to do then is if I see this happening, this, this pattern, I want to vote against them. And I want to vote, ex especially for that person that is being treated unfairly and that is being called something that is not true and that is not backed up by facts and that they actually are accused by someone. How dare Prime Minister Rutte say that when he's the one that's a racist? He's done the racist things. It's a fact. It's not something I just make up. It's not an opinion. He was, a judge said this. Not me, a judge said this. And... It's not the end what happened. So even if he would, for some weird reason, fraud or not, would win again, there's so many more scandals coming his way. And also for D66, because they're part of it too. So it's going to be interesting. The best thing everybody in the government would do is getting all the new parties in office and in the government and, and uh, as ministers. Like totally new slate. That would be the best for the Netherlands. But we have to see if it's going to happen. If is it's going to be the status quo, the back to the old things like what happened with Joe Biden, bringing in all the new, all the old people that we know from Obama, and uh, just only interesting people if they have you know new people if they are either transgender or have the right skin color. In America, we will uh, in the Netherlands. We have to see a few more days. We know the results of the elections. Are they going to? I think the Netherlands needs. I don't even care what new party, but just any new party that has no ties to whatever establishment is happening, but just new people. Um, some say, yeah, but the Dutch, most people are still sleeping. But if you see the people under Twitter, under Prime Minister Rutte, nobody says anything nice about him. So, But but it's, it's even worse because I was speaking to some people who work for the government uh, last week. And they say 90, 99% of our job, we, we do it pretty okay. We never get complaints. But I came across an article about survivor bias. That means that you only, th this was about uh, uh, World War II airplanes that were shot uh, out of the sky. Yeah. And then they get back to, to their base and they, see, th they check where the damage occurred. And they're like, oh, so it's to the hull and the wings. And so we need to reinforce those parts. So they go of the story of the uh, uh, surviving planes and uh, fighter pilots. And that's what they're, they're trying to fix. But the ones who, who, who come back are the ones that came back. They actually survived. The ones that went down have differ a different kind of damage. And that's exactly what's happening uh, with uh, people in government, they they go they they only look at the feedback that they receive back, but they should look at the feedback that they do not receive, because they are destroying people completely. Those people are not surviving the government. They they they're, they're completely destroyed, and they never hear those stories because they don't give a shit. They don't go back to those people to check they, it uh, up on them. Yeah, but also the people don't want to. When we say you have to fight for your right, you have to, you know, stop this, and they're like, "No, I'm tired. I cannot do it. I'm, I'm, I'm so there." They have post-traumatic stress disorder, so they just don't feel like I don't want to. That's also a fight to get your voice be heard. They literally said, you, "You're the only one with a complaint." I am not the only one yeah, with a complaint. Yeah, we get a lot of complaints. It's just that people just don't feel the energy. They don't have. They have a family. They have no time. They just feel too exhausted with all the struggles over years. 
to and and we need more people that you know gather all these information all these people to stand up against the government it's important to to share your story and not stop keep fighting i also see someone that was saying um that they were studying psychology for three years even that you're disappointed please continue your study when you have your um diploma whatever you do in your life if you say i'm a bachelor or master in psychology it opens up doors it's the same as if you have a bachelor or master in um in law it helps you in everything in life so if you have it it's okay uh, because you can use it. People in government take you more seriously if you have that uh, that name and other people too. It's just, if you have, you know, if you're, I'm, I'm not, I think most things you can learn online yourself, but a diploma is another tool in your toolbox to use your power and your voice. It's not the only thing, but it can help you. I'm sure that if I had a master degree, I mean, I am a certified health counselor, but if I was a master in something, even though it has nothing to do with the subject I'm talking about, it just make gives you more credit, more. But uh, next to that, legitimacy. I, I, I have multiple degrees. I studied oh, yeah. marketing, communications, uh, uh, management, all that kind of stuff. What was but the other thing? Economics or bookkeeping, everything? Bi uh, business administration, mathematics, coding. But it, it, on a, on an, it became clear very early on that like marketing and management, all that stuff is so focused and so completely useless in a, a world that changes that fast that I decided to not put much attention, not focus my attention on that, but just study psychology because everything, marketing, communication, management, everything had to do with, with psychology. So why would I hone in on such a small little subject as only management if I could go one level up and just uh, study psychology? And that's the same with with uh, accounting. Just start studying mathematics and stuff like that. Uh, same same with coding. If if you learn, if if you dive into mathematics, coding is also uh, more easy because it's a very systematic way of thinking. And uh, I think mathematics helped a lot with my coding skills actually. And the same for psychology. It helps a lot with. Uh, even with design, with marketing, with everything, it's. I think so, it's very so what useful. We're basically, so what we're basically saying is keep learning, keep studying, but it doesn't need to be with a perfect university or it can be online. You can learn a lot online. You don't have to go to school to study about Freud and all these others. But if you are already in the process and you're almost there, just finish it because especially psychology and law is useful for everything and it gives you just more power more you know you can but if you even if you do want to do something else you even see it in politics in america that the people that have been a brain surgeon or something else like a doctor they are just taken more seriously because they know what they're talking about first of all but um yeah i always tell people keep learning there's short courses even if you, for instance, coding, all these things, there's, there's for almost everything you can find a course online to learn, especially, you know, you can learn also about health and stuff like that, but you cannot be a doctor if you don't go to university, which with certain things you have to go, you know, to actual school. But for many things, 
you can just do it at home. And many t- people just spend their time uh, just watching a movie, but you can also spend that time make yourself be better at something. It can also be just how to learn how to do electricity, how to fix things, how to make new products. Um, Dirk showed me another new YouTube channel that I like. This man, he just invents new stuff every time. Do you know the name? Like, what, what was it? Useless invention something. Yeah. So, and he just makes, he's just started this. YouTube Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Inventions. inventions. I think it's something like that. Yeah. So he um, just makes new things that make no sense, but it actually can also get you to a product that maybe makes sense. Just making new things. Keep improving yourself. There's no age limit. You see people that are changing some their work in the 60s. My father-in-law became a great artist in his late 50s, 80, 60s. And oh, he, he, he already was a great artist, but now he has the time for it. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah, so he did it before? Yeah, as long for but as he, long as I can remember. Yeah, but he was a more... He had a shoe store first, so then... Because life, in life, that's a good lesson for everybody, because a lot of younger people miss that part. Life isn't always fun. Yeah, you have to sometimes yeah, make a living. You also have to eat, and you have to... to Make sure you have a roof over your head. So I always say if 20% of what you do is, if you can enjoy that, you're already extremely lucky. Yeah, you have to have a job to make a living. And even the best jobs have stuff that are not fun. And some people are like, oh, I only want to do the nice things. But sometimes you have to do one job first to have the money to do something you love. It's, um, yeah, it's... um, there's a lot of whatever the media is doing. There's a lot of a lot of what politicians are doing, what people are doing. There's a lot of psychology. There's a lot of sociology. Is that a word? Sociology. Sociology. Yes. Um, there's a lot of uh, peer pressure. There's a lot of there's a lot of things happening that when you study, maybe you recognize it. For for me, it's I didn't study it, but in a way, I studied because I worked in a business that used it so used and abused yeah so when you're in entertainment or fashion you all that they care about is selling stuff so how can you get people to sell stuff it's about the timing the products the colors the person that they use for the ads um it's how the, the the different quotes it's all marketing 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 and that's what politicians do they market themselves but the media they want to market certain politicians in a bad way so or paint them in a bad way so that people don't vote for them i also see that someone was saying that this party pvv in the netherlands that has been opposition the largest opposition party for maybe 15, 16 years that it's opposition, that it's a uh, controlled opposition. But I've met a lot of politicians in my life in America and the Netherlands. And if you live the way Geert Wilders lives in the Netherlands with uh, constant security, not being able to live a normal life, not being able to live, to go to the supermarket in a normal way, always protected heavily because of um, threats because Dutch politicians not like in America many politicians can just live their life but in Holland some politicians cannot because there's a constant threat 
it would be very yeah um if we ask me is it controlled opposition or not i lean towards not controlled opposition because it's such a tough life for him and his wife that yeah who wants to do that for so many years it's he's a living person like for a few years maybe but so long doing this that i actually think that it's just the the, op- the the people that don't want him in office don't want him to be the prime minister saying it to um again demonize him and and um that people are you know they lose trust and they don't vote for him and maybe for someone else to to me the vvd would and prime minister rutter comes across like a nice man like that's all a facade it's a lie his facts his actions also how the party has voted over the years, also the other coalition. It's very bad for the Netherlands. And I really hope that we get a new slate of officers, new people in in, in the Netherlands to really get Netherlands back on its feet, on her feet, um, because it's needed. Otherwise, I see the Netherlands as, a, as like a just a, yeah, depleted part of the European unions. And I also see that the media continues to do that. So I, when I was in the Netherlands, I was going also on TV shows. But in the end, I went, I was also getting very nervous because of a lot of stress. Um, because when you have a gut feeling that it's not right, you it can trigger a stress reaction, which it did with me. So I felt it was not right. And I was going to a show that was not going to get my point across perfectly and it was getting me into a different discussion and the stress freaked me out so i didn't do it so but some people love the attention they want to go on tv they want to always be uh, you know talking to people and they they just want the attention no matter what they would go on a show like that so it's a decision you know that they can do this type of stuff especially in the netherlands and I know that they uh, did this with Thierry Baudet and he walked away and that's the way to do it or not show up at all. Um, but it's also powerful if you can g- expose them at that moment. But if you are not ready for it, it's like what these activists in America do. They really train. It's like they're very well trained to respond well if you're not prepared for it the best is to walk away or not appear but if you're not strong enough to give the right reaction at the right time and be very on top of it um it's better not to do it it's just you know only go to um people that will give you because you know hard questions is important the tough questions but there's something about treating everybody fair and square everybody equal and what you see sometimes with news outlets that they only, what they did with Trump, very tough on Trump, but not on Joe Biden. Joe Biden is doing worse with the border crisis, with the kids in cages, but nobody cares because they're biased. The media is biased. So yeah, we've been talking for two hours. I hope you liked it. I hope you like, subscribe. I see some likes going up. So if you haven't done so, please like if you uh, enjoyed this chat. I hope it made some sense. I see people are asking me about my modeling work. Also, the Tiesto Love comes again. At one point, you have to do a whole yeah. show at least about that. 
Yeah, and it's also, I'm also, if people send me a super chat, I'm more inclined to talk about things that we didn't discuss or weren't planning to discuss. Well, this is also sort of therapy for you, so. Yeah. It helps me also put my mind, you know, at ease and also to think about things. I want to talk to you, what you feel. I still think that whatever happens, even if you don't trust anything at all, to use your rights fully, if you can vote, vote. It's super important. Get people around you to vote. Inform them. Tell them the truth. Um, if people have like this vague idea, please correct it. And I hope that that the Netherlands will choose wisely. And that um, it is a very sad situation that they have the mail-in ballots and stuff. But the only thing you can do is... The more people vote, I told you before, they know the amount of people that are eligible to vote. So the more people actually vote, they cannot, it's harder to do anything fraudulent or fraudulent because there's less votes they can do that with. So please, I heard also some people that are going to observe, watch where all the issues are. For instance, I heard that the Netherlands are going to move votes to a different location. Make sure you can follow it. Yeah, it's it's a very unfair situation. And um, I hope that the people in charge, the people that are, that everybody can do their thing to make sure that we, that the elections in the Netherlands are fair. But um, yeah, it's the people. The only thing that people can that can change everything is the people. And sometimes you cannot win, like I said before, win the whole war at once. And maybe you lose a battle left or right. But you just pick up the pieces and you get up and you go back. Because that's what life is about, is to take in all the... Um, the, the punches. The punches take the punches. And show them how fast you can get up again. Yes. And karma is a biatch. So I believe in that too. And you said something very good today. If uh, karma doesn't get to them, I'll be the karma. I'll be the karma. So uh, Somebody was telling me that I shouldn't go... That I shouldn't... It's not going after people. Pe people that did us wrong and uh, they did other people a lot of other people a lot of wrong and he was like no you shouldn't go after them because it's it's not good for your karma but if 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 some people ruined the lives of tens of thousands of people then if nobody does anything about it who's going to be the karma Yes. Karma doesn't fall out of the air somebody has to be karma Yeah so all the people have to be the karma and I still believe in the truth, and that that. Uh, but it's not easy. People have to fight for it. So, yeah. Um, just to talk about what we talked about today, America has is going to pass a lot of things, including the COVID relief package. S the city and governor. Some people feel like, oh, we we got Trump out. Our plan worked. We're getting all the money to fix everything. But 
they only win if we forget. And if we keep reminding everybody about what's going on, this is the thing. They always hope that people forget. But if we keep reminding people all the time, over and over, we use their propaganda technique against them. They it's want like uh, anonymous. We will not forgive. We will not forget. Oh, I didn't know that. Expect us. I didn't know that. But I think that's, for every person, your own opinion, a good uh, way to do it. You not forget. And... Uh, the 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 power of repetition keep saying it so it's what they do against others you have to use it for the right cause so that was my day today and that was my week and um, I'm gonna take it easy for a little bit Dirk is probably hungry are we gonna order burgers <laughs> I see your face it seems like you want burgers I've been waiting for that for days already and and yesterday I even agreed to vegan food so <laughs> That is true. He wanted a burger, but I said, let's go to this vegan place. So yeah, I think you can get your way. And um, tomorrow is a Dutch live chat. If I get more support, I will, uh, meaning PayPal, patrons and stuff, I will start doing more live streams. But unfortunately, I cannot do everything. And the more I can make this my work... I can do more, uh, spend more time with you guys. I hope you understand. But I really want to tell everybody that already supports me, thank you so much. Uh, I can only do this with you. So I wish you a very nice Saturday night, a nice weekend for the Dutch people or American people that want to learn Dutch. Tomorrow, the Dutch live chat. I'm also going to ask people if I should do the chat at 4 p.m. Dutch uh, English time which is 10 o'clock, or some asked me to do it earlier. So I will do a post on my Twitter to ask, um, you know, which time you prefer. So we can maybe um, do it a little earlier or maybe keep it the same time. I want to see what the majority says because I'm very democratic. I really like what you, you know, what most people uh, um, choose. That's what I like to listen to. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much for watching. Like, subscribe, support, and see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Doei.